to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and with me is my number one Paul the Heist partner, Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we'll be talking about the new film, Widows. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's see what happens when your husband leaves behind a $2 million debt. Cheers. Cheers. Cling. You'll have to excuse us. We have cans today. The sky's veins. Some things will never change. Today, for show and tell, uh, Jordan brought in a special beer, so take it away, Jordan. Today, I brought in some Lights Out Stout from Worthy Brewing. Yeah, I probably started drinking this stuff about two years ago. A really good friend of mine turned me on to it, and yeah, it's great. It's got a little vanilla cream added to it. It's just a really good, tasty stout. Great for the wintertime. It's, you know, perfect for nightcaps, too. It comes in just a little 12-ounce can, so nice thing if you just want a quick drink before bedtime. Oh, it's definitely worth the nightcap because, uh, I mean, it's got 7 point... Uh, yeah, it's like 7.7 alcohol. So, yeah, just a, a nice, solid nightcap for sure. It's a good stout. Like, it's not my favorite of stouts, but it is a really solid one. No, I like it too. It is really creamy, and but it's not a cream ale. So, no. I don't know. I, I like it a lot. I like dark beer. I've always been a fan of, like, stouts and porters. Made locally here in Bend, Oregon. It's good stuff. Check it out. Now, let's uh, kick things off here with some movie news. Take it away, Daniel. Today in movie news. Well, actually, in today in movie news, there's not a lot of movie news that we were able to dig up. Uh, we got Ezra Miller on file talking about the Flash movie that sounds like it might never happen, but still he he's holding on. He's holding out hope. Please now. Yeah, I, it's like he. Uh, I guess he was recently had an interview and said that he's confident that there's still a Flash movie coming out. Warner Brothers, you need to hit the reset button. You screwed up big time and you just need to hit reset. That's, yeah. I mean, we've talked about the Flash movie because it was recently delayed again. And it's just, uh, it's not really worth it to me. It's just, uh, it's, it just needs to be done. I think they just need to hit restart, wait a few years, actually bang out like a timeline and what stories they actually want to cover and actually make something that's coherent. Well, I have a feeling if this comes out, it could be the Batman and Robin of this generation. Oh, I don't know. I just it just has such a bad like I don't know of anything that's had this turbulent of it's a gone through how many rewrites? Oh, I don't, directors like so many at this point delay after delay like I've never seen a movie that finally came out after this much turmoil that wasn't terrible kind of just I feel bad for the actor because like he was fine like I liked him in uh, Justice League but you know it's just it's just feels like it's time to throw in the towel with all of these movies I mean the only solid one they still have is Wonder Woman in my opinion and that's I don't know like you can't have a whole franchise on one single like character Nope. Yep. Time to hit reset, Warren Brothers. Yep. Uh, all right. And what was the other piece of movie news that I had? Yeah, like a new Dumbo trailer or something you wanted to talk oh, about? That, that was it. I was being a Dumbo. Couldn't think of it. Uh, so the new Dumbo full-length trailer for the live-action Tim Burton-directed version of Disney's movie came out, and that was a clunky sentence. But uh, I watched it, and That's my... Right. We've been drinking, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. But my 
goodness, this thing looks really sad. And I haven't seen the original Dumbo in years. So I was talking to my brother because it's one of his favorite movies. And because I asked him, like, is Dumbo like a really sad movie? I don't remember it being super sad, but I also just haven't seen it in years. He's like, oh, no, it's it's sad. It's got its moments of sadness, like the baby be mine scene where he sees his mother locked up in captivity. Yeah, see, I remember that. I know that part. I just thought... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. There's. I remember the beginning. I remember the drunk, uh, drunken elephant sequence, and and then like the first time he starts flying in the cartoon. Those are really all the things that I remember. Yeah, this looks. It looks interesting. It looks like it'll be shown from the point of view of kids, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm. I'm optimistic about it. As much as his movies aren't the greatest these days, I still consider myself a very big Tim Burton fan, so I'm looking forward to see what he brings to the table. It looks better than his Alice in Wonderland. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been a fan or excited to see hardly any of these new live-action Disney movies. I mean, I skipped Cinderella. I think... What else did... I I guess I saw Maleficent, but I don't really consider that, like, one of their... Because they're remakes... I guess of the originals as just kind of like an additional story, like additional angle to that story story. I don't know. I just, uh, I haven't really been a fan. I mean, but recently I am excited to see the, uh, the Aladdin one. Cause the teaser for that looks great. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to a new trailer from that one, like a full length trailer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really just looking forward to Aladdin and I think the Lion King just to see what they're going to do with those. But other than that, like, uh, this Dumbo, I mean, I well, other than those two, like until this trailer came out, I wasn't really interested in this one either. I mean, it looks sad, but I am intrigued to see what they're going to do um, with this version of Dumbo, especially since I have it. I don't really have like a solid recollection of the original. So it is I am interested to see what they're going to do with this. Anything else? Uh, no, yeah, that's that's really all I got for movie news this week. Not not a lot going on, but hopefully we'll hear about some more stuff next week. And Disney, if you're listening, um, let's drop an Infinity War trailer. That'd be awesome. Okay, well, let's talk some Widows here. So I got to say, to start off, give my just what I thought overall general thoughts. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good uh, heist film. It kind of has some dark moments to it. It has some funny moments, but I overall enjoyed myself. Yeah, I saw the trailer a few months back, and it looked like a fun movie, and sure enough, it was. What did you think going in? Uh, Going in, like, I mean, for me, I know a lot of heist movies aren't good, but I love heist movies. You know, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> and so I was really excited going into this movie. Like, I saw the trailer, like you said. Um, it looked really interesting. I hadn't really seen, at least I didn't, at the time, I didn't know I had seen some of these cast elsewhere before. But as far as, besides the main uh, woman, Veronica, I didn't really recognize anybody else Besides, oh, well, besides Michelle Rodriguez, because I've watched at least six Fast and Furious movies. And you've seen Avatar, come on. And I've seen, oh, she is an Avatar too, isn't she? Yeah, she dies in a helicopter crash. Oh. Whoops. Spoiler Spo- Spoilers. Anyway. So, yeah, you know, going in, uh, I was excited to see this cast. I mean, the trailer looked cool. So I was just, uh, I was really looking forward to this and hoping that, you know, their plan came together, essentially. Like you said, I enjoyed the cast. Like, everything from Viola... Of- <laughs> Let me just say that again. Again, I'm the king of butchering names. Viola Davis. There we go. <laughs> she was great. And of course, she had Michelle Rodriguez, like Daniel mentioned, as well as Elizabeth uh, Debicki. Debicki? That's Alice. Alice, yeah. Which, at first, I'm like, ah, all throughout the movie, I'm like, I know that girl from somewhere. I know her. I know her. So I looked her up afterwards on IMDb, and sure enough, she is the 
head gold lady in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I know. I, I, when when you look that up, and as soon as you said Guardians, I'm like, oh my god, she's the gold lady. Yeah. Like, it just, as soon as, like, I... I don't know her name in that movie, but yeah. I, the head gold lady, though. Yeah. Of that, of that one race of... Uh, Petty people, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I was really surprised, because I, I mean, I've obviously watched that movie multiple times, and, you know, I just, I, I you know, besides that, though, I don't think I seen her in anything else and especially nothing that actually had her face in it yeah i enjoyed her in this though like she i think had the most like wow scenes or just in general just she had good wow scenes but also i mean as far as good like humor she, scenes good humor scenes and uh i think like we talked about before we hit record but she out of all of the widows i think she still she has the biggest at least the most noticeable character arc yeah, she does. No, I definitely thought she had the biggest like growth out of all of them, which was pretty cool though. But yeah, like I enjoyed the whole the whole cast. I mean, you have Liam Neeson, uh, John um, Bernthal, you know, the Punisher himself is in this. Very good cast. Colin Farrell too. And one one thing that's kind of surprised me about this movie is, you know, in the previews you. You know, you see it's like okay, these gals like their husbands are a heist team. They get blown up and. You know, they stole this guy's money. They owe a debt, essentially. And it's up to the women, their ex, you know, not ex-wives, their widows, to pull on the heist that they were going to pull off and, you know, to pay back the debt. Pay off, yeah, pay off the debt and also just, like, set up everybody with at least a little bit of cash to make it so they're not, like, their lives aren't completely ruined. Yeah, like, based off the trailer, that's all I, that's all I thought that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, there's all this, like, political stuff going on. Like I know, they're essentially caught in a political crossfire between two candidates that are running for, like, uh, mayor or governor. I believe Chicago mayor. Chicago mayor. Okay, yeah. yeah mayor of Chicago. So, yeah, that's something that I wasn't expecting either. And, I mean, I know... It added more depth to the story, though. Like, like it made the story very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing Colin uh, Farrell. Farrell, yeah, Colin Farrell in the trailer, but it seemed like he was just like a close family friend in the trailer or something uh, to that nature. And I don't even remember seeing the other candidate in the trailer. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, Brian uh, Henry or something. Yeah, Brian Henry. Jamal. Yeah. Jamal Manning. Yeah, I don't even remember seeing him in the he trailer. He was good. So. I've, I feel like I've seen him in something else. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I don't know, but yeah, you know, he was good and Oh, he's in the new Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh sweet. Oh, this is us. That's what he's from. Oh, I think okay. that's probably what he's noticeably from. But okay. yeah, he's, he's in the new Spider Man in the Spider Verse movie. Okay, yeah, so that makes it like Jordan and I said, like we did we didn't realize there was gonna be like a political side to it because they are caught in this weird crossfire slash feud between these two candidates. Well it turns out that's where the money got stolen from. So Liam Neeson is Veronica's husband and he and his team who's all the other widow's husbands you know they are stealing two million dollars well it turns out it's from the uh, the excuse me the candidate Jamal it's his money they steal two million dollars from him they get you know caught by the police blown to bits and crossfire so Jamal goes to Veronica and is like uh, hey, your husband stole $2 million from me. And Gordon, you know, she's like, well, I don't know anything about it. Like, well, you know what? He still st- stole $2 million from me. You need to get it. I'll give you one month. Like, I don't care if you got to sell your house, sell everything. Like, you need to get me $2 million. Your husband stole it. He, you owe me. So that's where, you know, the movie picks up and she needs to go, well, how am I going to get $2 million? Well, she yeah. finds a notebook with a plan. Uh, her husband's, you know, next heist plan was to steal $5 million. So she's like, okay, well, I need help. So she recruits the uh, widows of all the other gentlemen that were on his team and away we go from there. Yeah, and you know, it's something that maybe does do well, like, early on and throughout the movies. They do establish urgency very well. Like, you know, like, it's not 
you know, the husbands die, and then the uh, the guy comes around to like puts a time frame of one month before he's gonna before bad stuff is gonna happen to her, essentially. Yeah, no, I mean, she, and, and she, I mean, she fears for her life. He's probably gonna kill me. Like, unless I give him two million dollars, he's probably gonna kill me. Yeah, exactly. So they set the urgency. So she just starts immediately. She just flips into survival mode and. You know, so I, I'll give the movie credit. They did do really well in, like, establishing urgency and motive for all of the characters and why all of them, all of these essentially just, like, regular wives, house, I, I mean, I guess most of them, I think all of them were just regular housewives, essentially. Well, Michelle, she was a business owner. Oh, she, yeah, okay, yeah, she did she ha- own had, her own business. What, it was, like, a dress shop or something like that? Something like, yeah, she looked like she had, like, a specialty dress shop. Yeah, so she was a business owner. Veronica was a, she was on the school board of some, she was something to do with the school system. Yeah. I don't think she was a teacher. She was on the school board, though. Okay, maybe, I guess maybe they weren't just housewives. Well, it just, it doesn't, the Al, movie Al, doesn't. Alice's character was just someone that gets pampered essentially like she you could tell like she's been taking care of all her life which is part of why she has such a good story arc because she went from somebody that's just been taking care of all her life to standing her own two feet which was pretty cool yeah no that's that's true because she goes i mean yeah that's like you said in the beginning she goes from having somebody who has no real like applicable life skills to somebody who can take care of herself by the end of the movie yeah and um spoiler spoiler alert yeah <laughs> she turns out great <laughs> but yeah no i guess i guess i don't know it kind of just I guess they don't really touch on like their other like their what the women did before their husbands died much. Like it just kind of starts from there. But um, where are they going with this? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, we got that. I mean, that's the overall baseless story arch. Yeah, you know, they got to pull off this high, so they get together and they are like, all right, well, we we need to figure out. You know, she's got the plans, but they got to figure out what the building is and go from there and yeah. figure out, you know, where this money is laying. And one thing that happens, um, I don't know, should we talk about the driver? Well, I don't know that's giving stuff away yet. Well, let's not give too much away. I Right now, what I would like to say is, I mean, as far as, oh, I mean, when I watched this movie, I wasn't super into it, but there's a few things that this, this movie definitely does right. I mean, the third act kind of pulls everything together pretty well. Like, everything comes to a head. And I thought the third act was the best act of the whole the whole movie, which is, that's great. At least it ends on a strong note. Um, something else that this movie does really well is it builds the tension very effectively. Like, you don't get some weird cop-out by the end. It's just, like, these women who just, like, pull off this flawless heist. Like, no big deal. No issues whatsoever. Like, you feel it and you, like, see it in their acting and in their, like, essentially in their eyes when they're wearing, like, face masks while they're doing the heist is, like, you can see how much anxiety and how stressed out they are to be doing this at all. Yeah, now Steve McQueen, I think, did a good job with all that stuff. Like, yeah, he, he, he did good. Like, I thought he did a really good job, like, building tension in a lot of scenes and just making things uncomfortable when they should have been uncomfortable and then like giving us a good like quick laugh when it was appropriate to like i thought he did good yeah there's not a lot of laughs in this movie but you know they're well placed yeah uh, i'm trying to think what should we talk about before we go into spoilers here any scenes that stuck out that don't give anything away that you can think of oh uh, i don't know is a handicapped man getting stabbed a giveaway not quite but yeah that was a pretty intense brutal yeah, scene that yeah, was, was that, it, um that was very brutal yeah because the uh what's what's his name jamal Jamal. Yeah. He has an enforcer, which I think they establish is his brother. And he is interrogating like this kind of criminal guy who works at a bowling alley. And he's in a, he's paralyzed from the waist down. And Veronica had actually talked to him earlier in the movie. And he had 
And so he goes and it's like, you know, what do you know? He's trying not to tell him anything, but, you know, he literally just pushes him over into like one of the uh, bowling lanes and he starts stabbing him in his legs like, oh, you can't feel that, can you? And it's it's brutal. Like, it's just it's not well, first. Doesn't he cut him in the shoulder first and then yeah, knock he, him out of his wheelchair? Yeah, he like he stabs him in his upper body first. So he's already in pain. And then when he falls over, he starts just stabbing his legs. Like, oh, you can't really feel that, can you? And you just like see this guy's like horror and terror that he's just getting stabbed. Even though he can't feel it, he's still terrified. And you know, he's obviously, even though he didn't have feeling in his legs, he's still losing blood. That was, yeah, no, that, that, that was, was crazy. I'm trying to think of some other scenes that stuck out. Like, there was a few. Like, I like the car auction. So, they, obviously, the gal, they need a van or something to pull the heist off. So, they send little Blondie to the uh, a car auction, uh, Alice, to go find a van for them. And she's, I don't know who was with her. There's some friend of hers she took with her. And she's, you know, definitely new to the car auction thing. It was, it was pretty funny. And she overbids on a van. But, hey, they get their van. <laughs> Then yeah. it, it was funny because then she has to call Veronica to come pick her up because it turns out she can't drive. Yeah, no, that was a really great scene because <laughs> Veronica's just just like laying into her. It's like, I gave you a job. I expect you to complete it by yourself. And she's like, well, I didn't realize I had to drive it off the lot like as soon as I bought it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. There's some good stuff. So uh, um, I don't think this is spoilery yet so since we're not going to spoilers yet. Um, one scene that stuck out a lot that was just kind of crazy. So, you know, her husband's dead. She's got to make money somehow. Her mother, very intense character, like, suggests... Well, you might as well go into prostitution, essentially. Like, yeah, so be a prostitute. She's like, sign up for this, like, I don't know what it said. Like, kind of like essentially, like, go on dates. These guys buy you stuff. Bonuses are, like, jewelry. But they'll take care of you working one or two days a week. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a dating website for gold diggers or something like that. But no, no, her mom was, like, trying to push her daughter into prostitution. Like, you should just totally go whore yourself out, take care of yourself that way. Put yourself through college doing that, and then, yeah, maybe you'll go make something of yourself down the future, in the future. But, um, that was just, I don't know, just to watch a mother-daughter conversation about that was just like, oh, Yeah, I know. I've, wow. Yeah, okay, it's like, right. oh, this woman is a terrible person. Terrible influence, yeah. No, it was, that was, like, crazy. That was just crazy, though. Like, well, like, spoiler, she goes into the business and she finds herself a little sugar daddy that just wants to, you know, obviously pay for her time. We're, we're going to talk about Alice probably a little bit more than the other ones because she, I think she was my favorite character. And it sounds like Jordan and I, like, she has the most visible and best story arc or character arc i i think and she also just so happens to get some of the funniest scenes like well, there is when she had to go get the guns yes yeah they put her they put her character in good situations where you watch her character grow like yeah she had to go to a she went to auction. like some like yeah she well she went to the car auction and just like talking to some guy and he's just like well don't overpay for it. it's like whatever i got the car that i wanted and she couldn't drive it home and that was funny but then they also put her in charge of acquiring guns and that's fine where am i supposed to get a gun I don't know, it's America, figure it out. Yeah, and she ends up going to, like, it looks like some sort of flea market. Yes, that's what was funny. It's like, is this, like, an underground? Like, because they did, like, samurai swords on it, it just se- It just seemed like a flea market. Cause it, it, yeah, it looked like the Saturday market for weapons. Yeah, that's essentially... Yeah, that's essentially what that's it looked like. Good, but though. she had this uh, funny moment where she's looking around the room and she sees like this uh, woman just like checking out assault rifles, kind of dressed up like she lives in the country. Uh, she goes up to her and starts because her character like she looks like a hillbilly. She know she'll know something about guns. Yeah, it's essentially how it kind of like plays <laughs> it up as. 
but she goes over to her and starts speaking in Polish and starts or start in like a Polish accent, but still in English. Yeah. But that part was great because she's just like, I, my boyfriend, like, she's like, I'm a mail order bride and my, uh, this guy just keeps beating me and I just don't feel safe. And I just, uh, I, I, and I don't have a passport. I'm here illegally. Can you buy me a gun? I have cash. Can you just buy it for me? Yeah, or, or I think she's like, I don't know anything about guns. Help me buy this. I'm looking for this type of gun. I, no, no, she knows exactly what type of gun she, she's yeah, there she for. Gets, she's, she, Veronica gives her, like, go get this gun. Yeah, but she's like, she's like, I don't, she's like, I have the money, and I know what I need. I just need you to buy it for me because I'm here illegally. <laughs> the lady's like, um, okay. And then yeah. her daughter steps in, like, Mommy, you always say to... Be nice. I don't know. She said no, no. She, she. Oh, yeah. What does the uh, daughter the, say? The, like, the woman's daughter, who's at, with her at a gun show, which is a perfect place for kids. But she uh, says, like, Mom, aren't don't you always say that guns are a girl's best friend? Oh yeah. Yeah, and so, and uh, I, I like at the end of the the end cap for that whole interaction, which is like, well, what do you need? I need three Glocks. She's like, that's a lot of firepower. And she's like, I want one for every room. That's great. That was good. So, you know, I that was really clever. That's a cool, fun, clever way to solve that issue. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. That, yeah, that's, I love that scene. So that was, I think, one of the best scene setups that you get. It was. No, it really was. <laughs> And they show them at the firing range afterwards. And what is it like? Yeah, Alice turns out to be a better one at shooting the Glocks. And uh, I can't remember Michelle Rodriguez's character. I don't remember either. But you know, they're both like at the firing range together, and they're shooting down their targets. Linda, Linda is it? Linda, yeah. Yeah, and they're shooting at the targets, and they bring it back, and Michelle or Linda's slash Michelle Rodriguez's like she missed every single shot, and uh, yeah, and Alice like lands like center of mass like every couple, single time. Couple good ones, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like this cast a lot. The girls, you know, they have their tension moments too. Like they don't, they don't just get automatically get along great. I mean, yeah, it's not. I kind of. That's actually one of the high points of their relationship. It's not like they're like, our husbands are dead, so let's all be friends. They're not just like, no, we need to do something, and then we never have to see each other again. If they play it up like, we're not friends, it's not hunky-dory, we just have something that we have to do because this is life and death. Yeah, and that's what I like about Veronica's character, too, like how she just like took took the bull by the horns and was like, I'm going to lead this pack here. And yeah, I forget if we mentioned this earlier, but she says to the rest of the girls, you all are going to be dead soon unless we pull this off and pay this debt off. Like, otherwise... You- yeah, she has her line in the movie you've seen the previews like I'm the only thing standing between you between I'm the only thing standing in between you and a bullet to your head is what she says. Yeah. And it's true. Like she I know and it it's nice because, you know, other except if we didn't have that issue, there would be no reasonable explanation of why these women would join her in this little crusade that she's leading. So, you know, I let me I don't know. The movie does a really good job of setting up m- proper motivations for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Should we be nice to our audience this time? Or not nice, But should we keep the spoiler free or should we go into spoilers a little bit? I mean, well, I I would th- say go check it out. Yeah, definitely go check we'll it out. We'll talk spoilers. We'll still talk spoilers. We're going to, yeah, there's a, f- we're going to start getting into spoilers because there's a twist. Yeah. You uh, definitely want to turn it off if you haven't seen the movie. Like hit pause and go see the movie, then come back. Yeah. Why don't we uh, go into spoilers here? So, so. the twist. So we're going to officially go into spoilers. Alerts now. <laughs> All right, now. So about I don't know halfway, two thirds of the way through the movie, I think. Like halfway at least. Yeah, you know I feel like Begin- this very beginning of the third act. That's yeah, 
So very beginning of the third act, you find out that Liam Neeson isn't actually dead. And so what'd you think of that discovery? I didn't see that coming. I, I'm not sure if I didn't see it coming. Like, well, she I sees mean, the flask, and to me, I'm like, that could be anyone's flask. So I'd like, well, so I guess okay. We should. Veronica's at her friend's house. It's it's one of the widows. From, okay, she is a, okay. So she is a widow. She never came to the meeting and got became part of the team. Like they had their initial meeting at a spa. She couldn't make it, so she never got to be a part of the team. But Veronica goes and interacts with that character still. Anyway, she's at her house, sees her. A flask that reminds her, it looks, you know, like her husband's flask that he used to have. Yeah, exactly. And she has her dog with her, which is something that happens in the movie. She constantly carries around this little white dog. Yeah, she is like Dr. Evil with the dog. Like, dog goes everywhere with her, like, always on her lap, always petting it. So, yeah, and the dog starts barking, because earlier in the movie, it barks when they're near like a, a jacket that belonged to her husband well the dog starts barking and then she sees the flask on the counter so i'm not really sure if she knew liam neeson was actually behind the door like i th- like i still actually thought that like maybe she's just thinking like oh he was cheating on me before he died and like maybe there's some clothes or something behind the door like you know like some of his stuff yeah, here the dog's being frantic she's like there's something behind this door i want to go in there but then she's like, hmm, maybe not. And then goes on her way. Yeah, and then after she leaves, door opens and Liam Nissen's just sitting there. I was surprised. I was like, oh my god, he's he's right there. Because, I mean, they did a good job showing him being blown up in, earlier in the movie. So he's like, oh shit, he's alive. Yeah. Uh, and cheating on his wife, apparently, too. And ready to go start a new life without her, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I know. He turns into the biggest jerk out of any character in this movie yeah i would say more there's some pretty there's some couple dick characters in this movie and he becomes the biggest one of them all yeah i mean because you know and then soon after that it reveals that after he's alive kind of shows that he betrayed his whole crew because he honestly wanted to get away from his wife because that's something we haven't touched on yet it's something they don't touch on till like a good way into the movie but they're they had a son who was a teenager and he gets like killed by police during a traffic stop and i guess like the kind of the tension in their relationships builds to the point where like they like uh liam neeson's character which i can never what is it harry harry is his character name but we all know him as liam neeson he you know he kind of like talks on the point that they just couldn't move past because they kind of like he felt like she blamed him for what happened to their son and you know he just felt like there there was no way this was ever gonna be something they could ever look past so he does a sensible thing and instead of getting divorced he fakes his own death and he has essentially betrays his crew so they're all dead so they're like any loose ends are taken care of and he's supposed to be jumping like jumping town with uh one of the widows one of the crew member widows and their new child and the, yeah and their new child what and is it i don't know if that's actually his child or just the other other crew member's child yeah i think they kind of like allude that it's probably liam neeson's child i mean i which i think that like adding to that point it kind of makes more sense but it's still his motivations are a little muddy I guess. But, I mean, at least they're laid out so you know why he's doing what he's doing. Right. Well, it turns out he's working with the 
in the campaign too with uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's character too, the Jack Mulligan character too. Which this is kind of unknown to me. So he was going to steal two million dollars from Jack Mulligan's opponent, and the, I guess yeah, the money was going to was it going was that part of the five million in the vault or not? Do we do we ever find that out? Was that two million going to be part of that five million or not? I think it has to be because he only had about half. So he probably only had a million dollars. Okay, so but he's stealing from Jack Mulligan's opponent, you know, Jamal. But he's got plans in his notebook to essentially rob Jack Mulligan. So you got to wonder when this happened too. Like, was he planning on robbing him anyway before he became partners with him? Or after they became partners, faked his death, was things going to be different from then on? Well, I don't think so. I think he just put it in there because, like, his crew is planning their next job. Well, but I th- think he knows because they... He was hired to steal from I think, him. I think he, he was, knew... I he, think he was... Yeah, right. I think he was planning stealing from Jack Mulligan. And then Jack is like, no, hey, let's... No, he was stealing from Jamal because he stole the... T- he's stealing the two million. And I think, like, because he was hired to do that. And I think he's like... You know, his crew's planning on robbing the guy who hired him for their last job as their next job. But I, the way I saw it was that Liam Neeson knew that it was where they were ending. So they were, like, kind of going through the steps of how to rob planning before they actually execute. Maybe out the after the election, rob him next. I don't know. But that was, uh, yeah, I felt that very interesting stuff there. And, yeah, Colin Farrell's characters, yeah, you... You kind of see, like, uh, he's good and bad. Like, I think we kind of alluded on this earlier. Like, He's kind of stuck in the middle. He's he's expected to be somebody that he doesn't want to be, but there's no one else he can be. Right. <laughs> like, his family's been in, in politics, governor of Chicago for generations. It's just, it's what he knows. Yeah, you get the hint, like, I'm done with politics. I don't want to be a part of this anymore, but it's all he knows. So he's like, well, this is just it. Like, and I'm good at it, so might as well keep going, even though I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was a, so anyway, so there's an interesting twist. Let's go to the heist a little bit. They figure out where the money is, which obviously it ends up being, we're in spoilers now, Jack Mulligan's house. That's in a vault. That's where the $5 million is. So it's in a safe. And to get the code of the safe was very interesting, I felt. So Veronica goes to one of Jack Mulligan's guys who knows the safe code, obviously, and blackmails him very interestingly. Turns out Harry has blackmail photos of this guy having an affair and she he puts the the, the photos are in a, a safe box and you know that's the first time she sees the box is right at the bank or whatever it's yeah it was given to her after if anything had happened it ever happens yeah of course so she's looking at that guy and you know a woman and like what are all these photos probably at first but then she figures it out and she goes black she ends up using the blackmail photos as blackmail saying like hey you need to give me the code of the safe otherwise these are going to go out in the public and everybody's going to know that you had an affair with your niece. Ew. Yeah, that was just like cringe where they're just like, oh, I didn't, like, I get it, affair, cheating on your wife, not good, but then it's like they just add the uh, extra disgusting layer. <laughs> she drops that bomb like, yeah, your niece, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, Ugh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, geez, all right, well, uh, okay then. But yeah, she gets the code, and that's the final thing they need to pull up the heist. They, yeah, I mean, I guess we're in spoilers. So yeah, her, she has a personal, like, chauffeur who continues to work with her even after her husband dies, and he ends up getting killed by Jamal's guys because they're looking for the black, or not the, the black, notebook. The notebook. So he ends up getting killed. So the girls bring in one one other gal that um, Michelle Rodriguez's character knows. They bring her along. So there's four of them. But yeah, they 
kind of go through their warm-ups and they go to pull off the heist and i enjoy the heist scene it was short and to the point you like you were saying earlier you could feel the tension yeah it wasn't drawn out and yeah they like they go they're, in they're, but they're, they're robbing a house there's this isn't ocean's 11 like vegas casino no, they're robbing a house there's one security guard but they still know that if like I mean, there's tons of security cameras one security guard but they know that if they get caught at all like they're all completely screwed yep and they're still also, like, they're not professionals. They are doing something completely uncomfortable and foreign to all of them. Yep. They get security guard, tie them down. They get up there, and, yeah, they get their money. Of course, um, so I don't, we talked about Robert Duvall's character much. So Robert Duvall is Colin Farrell's um, dad. Dad. And... He has some good moments, too. Like, I enjoyed some scenes with him. Like, the one he's yelling at Jack in the office. That was a good scene. Yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit. He lives there, apparently. Sees them robbing. Pulls out a gun. Shoots yeah. one of them. And then, in return, one of them shoots him. Yeah, see... And kills him. <laughs> and that's kind of something that, when I was watching it, I was kind of, like, annoyed. Because, you know, they go through the trouble of acquiring guns. And there's three of them in the house and he's aiming a gun and Robert Duvall just aims a gun he's like hey drop your weapon so they all just immediately drop it because again they're not professionals like they are not comfortable doing any of this they don't want to kill anybody but they all drop their guns and then Robert Duvall actually shoots Alice and then I think it was uh, Linda which Michelle Rodriguez's character just shoots him in Mm -hmm. response and they all kind of they all just like dip out of there but i thought i thought that was a really good moment to just kind of show like yeah we bought guns we're prepared but like when complications rise they're just like oh just like they all just kind of like panic yeah no, i thought that, that was good show the vulnerability of the characters made it more they just made it all more believable i think yeah exactly so then what they escape in the van when does uh the one guy come into play so they they they, they get, they get away in the van as soon as they get into the van, uh, the enforcer is there holding their driver at gunpoint. Oh, and he that's takes right, that's he right, leaves right. them all at the side of the road. But they've they've got two cars ready to go. Yeah, and they're they planning him. on switching vehicles, so they chase him, they ram him. Basically, yeah, they spin him out of control, he goes flying into a wall, airbag deploys, and he's dead. Yeah, and so they just take the money back and keep on. And they keep on going. Yeah, so they get the money, keep on going, and then uh, Alice is hurt, so they drop her and um, Michelle Rodriguez off at a, uh, hospital. a hospital, and then they keep going back to their home base, where you know she's getting the money packed up, divided, ready to go, and Liam Neeson comes around the corner, which the home base is the home base of where he and his crew used to meet all the time. Exactly. He's around the corner. Yeah, they kind of have their moment. He throws her on the ground, and he points the gun at her. And I mean, yeah, this as if it wasn't bad enough that he faked his own death to run off with another lady, and things like that. And he's literally he's, just about ready, like, because he even says, like, you were just supposed to like pay the debt off with this knowledge, and you should have been out. You should have been taken care of. You should have been fine. And so he's just like, kind of like, oh, well, he still wanted her to be taken care of. He just knew that. He just thought their relationship couldn't get past something. And then he just takes out his gun and is about ready to shoot his ex, or his shoot his widowed wife. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a gun go off. At first I thought for sure he shot her. And then he's just standing there and eventually falls over. At first I thought it was the old cliche, like, oh, one of the other girls got to the site and shot him. Like, that whole cliche, like, somebody comes out of nowhere and saves the day. Nope. She was able to draw her gun in time, shoot him instead. Which kind of sucks. I mean, God, because first she goes from, like, losing her husband to figuring out he's alive still. To killing her husband. Having to pull all this off. And then her husband wants to kill her by himself. And then she has to kill him. Like, it's just, like, 
Jesus, like this Mariah girl just doesn't get a break. She does not catch a break at all. No, like I, it was crazy. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, let's just yeah, overall thoughts of the movie, or just like what are some more scenes? I don't know. Should we do some closing thoughts and do some grades and get out of here? Yeah, I mean, as far as closing thoughts for me is, I wasn't as high on this movie as I thought I would be. Like honestly, for me, it just the like I don't mind a slow burn of a movie, but I thought this just went way too slow and I just like you know by the Liam Neeson twist that he's still alive I was just like checked out I'm like I don't care anymore like I'm not shocked I'm not surprised I just don't care and I'm not really sure why I thought the way I don't know maybe it was just me in a weird mood today but for some reason this movie just really wasn't doing it for me I guess there's no other good way of saying it like I just I wasn't into it as much as I thought I'd be or hoped to be which I was generally surprised at because i was really excited to see this movie but i will say as far as like like there's a, f- a few high points for me is like the third act did pull me back into the movie because i really enjoyed their heist and like the emotions that the the film portrayed from all of the main characters like the emotions of the anxiety of what they're doing and the gravity of their what they're doing so i did really appreciate that that they did pull the emotion and portray the emotion very well but as far as I don't know. It's just, I don't think, I, I was kind of disappointed that this movie wasn't exactly like grabbing me from minute one till the very end. But as far as, uh, as far as this, I mean, like it's a good movie. Duh. Got a, Sounds like a three star for you. Three out of five. Yeah. I, like I would say, yeah, for me personally, it was a C plus B movie just cause I don't know. Just, it wasn't, it, it, it just wasn't for me, I guess. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, as far as I go, I enjoyed myself. I was a little tired this morning when I watched, went and saw the movie. I went to an opening showing, and I was just tired from working the night before. So it, there are parts like you that felt a little long, but I, f- I don't know what I would cut, though. I feel like everything was necessary. We had really good moments with the gals. One thing Steve McQueen did great is everybody got their equal amount of screen time. Veronica got a little more screen time, but she was also the main character we were following. But I thought he did a good job. We got to see like each character develop, especially the... Uh, was Alice character. So we got to see her evolve a little bit, which I enjoyed, and she had her good scenes there too, like the gun the gun shop scene, the uh, car auction scene. Yeah. Overall, Heist was good. I enjoyed it. And like, yeah, you could feel the fear in the women. Like, you know, they knew this had something they had to do. And yeah, I guess I appreciated the story again being deeper than I expected. So I'm going to go with A minus. Like, it wasn't like an amazing heist movie. It's not the, you know, the heist movie of heist movies, but I thought it was still pretty solid overall. Good characters, great acting. So yeah, I'm going to go with just an A minus on this. I think I liked it a little more than you did, obviously. No, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, good solid movie. I would say, but yeah, I would definitely say check it out. Definitely worth seeing, I would say. Yeah. I think that's about all we got for today. Any last thoughts here for you? No, that's it for me. Okay. Well, yeah, let's uh, close out here then and get out of here. Join us next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Clank, clank.